Thank you. Good morning, Your Honors. Uh, James Oscar, representing Mr. Flax this morning. <clears throat> We've uh, appealed all of his uh, convictions that resulted from a jury trial, uh, but the one I want to focus on today, the one that has the most material uh, uh, consequences for Mr. Flax, would be the conviction for uh, uh, discharge of a firearm during and in relation to a drug trafficking crime. Um, it presents a fairly clean legal issue. Um, there are no um, material factual disputes between the parties with respect to that offense. Uh, the evidence showed that Mr. Flax was a member of a gang. Uh, it showed that members of the gang sold drugs. Uh, the evidence showed that uh, Mr. Flax carried and discharged a firearm on August 5th of 2017. Um, and it showed uh, we would agree, uh, or we would uh, agree for purposes of the appeal, that he was a shooter for the gang, whatever that particular uh, term means. The evidence also showed that shooters and guns were used, uh, are used by gangs uh, for a number of different reasons. And this, this evidence came from the experts and, and from the uh, two drug dealers that were witnesses in the case. We hardly need that testimony, but uh, the guns can um, protect the drugs, the proceeds, and the sellers during drug transactions, certainly. But they also protect gang members from rival gang violence or problems that they're having with other gangs. Uh, they protect, uh, they can enhance the reputation of the gang for violence in the community. They can facilitate reprisals for personal slights uh, between uh, gang members or rival gang members. This is from the expert testimony. And they can allow members to assert a social standing within the gangs. That's also from the testimony of the expert. Um, what the government had to prove in this case with respect to the shooting on August 5th was that the discharge, uh, one of the reasons, at least one of the reasons for the discharge of that firearm had to do with um, a relationship to the drug trafficking crime. Counsel, though, isn't that, isn't that really a jury question? I mean, you, you conceded a lot as far as uh, his relationship to the gang, the fact that he was a shooter. I think the record established that um, this is a drug-affiliated uh, drug gang or a gang that's involved in drug trafficking. He was at the, uh, the, the location that day looking for ops, I think, uh, looking for gang opponents. Isn't there enough there for the jury to say, look, he obviously it's possible he could have been using guns for other things, but given the testimony and the record, uh, there was sufficient evidence here for a conviction. I mean, it's, it's inarguable the gun could have been used for other purposes, but given the evidence in the record, wasn't the jury allowed to find that in this case, it was related to, or I guess during in relation to uh, drug trafficking? The, the, the evidence did not show that there was, that, that at the time of the shooting, there was anything involving drug dealing going on. There, there's no evidence that there, there were drugs present. There, were no, there was no evidence that there were proceeds present. There was no evidence that there was a, a negotiation being undertaken at the time of the discharge of the firearm. Um, there, in other words, the presence of the firearm and discharge of the firearm did not protect drugs, did not protect proceeds, did not protect a drug deal in progress. Um, there's, the government has an obligation to prove at least some relationship to a drug trafficking crime in order for this conviction to stand. It isn't enough that the discharge of the firearm took place uh, that might have benefited the gang. 
it had to be in relationship to a drug deal and there was no drug dealing going on in fact i think the uh, the the only evidence of a drug conspiracy um uh anywhere near the time of this uh, uh discharge was from a month earlier um two other uh, defendants in the case were discovered with guns and drugs at a at a house um that mr flax was not at um so it, it for the 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 government's theory here was that the the discharge of the firearm or even just the carrying of a firearm by a gang member even if it didn't protect drug proceeds or didn't protect a drug deal or or the drugs themselves just the fact that a a member of the gang uh, possessed a gun and discharged it burnished the reputation of the gang for violence and that had the indirect impact of of um uh, making it easier for members of the gang to engage in drug dealing and there were no cases that i can find where the courts have gone that far have, have allowed that kind of attenuation between a drug deal or drug proceeds and the use or discharge of a firearm um to constitute something that had a relationship to the underlying drug trafficking crime no case what do you make of counsel though of smith um the supreme court's decision of smith yes which makes very clear that in relation to it's very broad as opposed to in furtherance of in other words the 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 nexus the link whatever you want to call it does not have to be very tight under the in relation to language yes that, that's uh, i agree with you in that case of course involved uh the use of guns as barter for a a a drug transaction but the case is also talking about the fact that that it the involvement of the guns cannot be the result of accident or coincidence and that one of the purposes of the of the language involving during and in relationship to is to is to um allay the concern that a person could be punished for committing a drug trafficking offense while in possession of a firearm even though the firearm's presence is coincidental or entirely unrelated to the crime um another case cited by the government the davis case um uh, was of course a case in which the guns played an intrinsic role uh, with the drug dealing but in that case in in dicta at uh, page 787 uh the court notices that it's not enough that a conspirator in a drug case um uh possess or or carry a firearm it has to have some sort of a relationship to the drug trafficking offense so a a, a conspirator in a case where um a, a drug conspirator is carrying a gun for personal protection um if there's no relationship between the the presence of the gun and an underlying drug trafficking crime that conspirator can carry a gun for personal protection and not violate 924C because there's no relationship beyond the fact that he's a drug conspirator uh, between the gun that he possesses and the underlying drug conspiracy crime suppose to take uh, judge cobus's um point one step further he asked about ops and suppose that there was testimony that went just one step further and said I'm looking for ops and the reason why I'm looking for ops is because they have uh the corner or they have the market uh for heroin cornered in this particular area. And so if I knock out some of their gang members, maybe we could take over this area. Um would that be enough in your view even though there's no drug transaction happening at all um in that particular transaction or that particular shooting? 
At least in that in that situation, Your Honor, that we would know that there was an admission of an intent on the part of Mr. Flax to engage in an act which was directly um, aimed at enhancing the drug conspiracy. Um, well, but in this case, he he was looking for ops. He was clearly looking to advance the the one nine gang. You would agree with that, wouldn't you? Um, if he's there looking for ops, and I think he conceded. That this that he was a gang member and this was a gang related shooting, if I remember. We can see that he was a gang uh, member. Um, I don't know that we can concede that it was a gang related shooting. Um, and, and, and there was evidence evidence too, right, that the one nine gang is involved in narcotics trafficking. It's it's not as clear a case as Judge Strauss described, but but there is some evidence in the record, isn't that, that the gang traffics? There's evidence that certain members of the gang were engaged in drug dealing. Yes, there was. And was there an indication, I don't recall, that your client had sold uh, sold drugs as well? There was evidence from one of the heroin dealers that he had seen Mr. Flax selling street-level quantities of the drug by himself in bars in a neighborhood in April, about uh, uh, several months anywhere uh, prior to the shooting incident. So, but basically, the, the, the government's theory we submit is not sufficient, that, that, that a, a jury cannot reasonably draw an inference that a discharge of a firearm was in further, uh, I'm sorry, was during and in relation to a drug trafficking crime merely because the discharge of the firearm enhanced the reputation of the uh, gang for violence and therefore made it easier for the gang perhaps to engage in drug dealing. Uh, if there are no further questions, I'd like to reserve the rest of my time. All right. All right. I'm... All right. I'm not seeing counsel for the government. Are you there? I'm not seeing you on my screen. Your Honor, I can hear you and I can see myself. Um, you're not able there to see you, me. There though. you are. There you oh, are. Okay. <laughs> okay. May it please the court. Good morning, Your Honors. Thomas Calhoun Lopez on behalf of the United States. I was counsel at trial. Your Honor, Mr. Flax's challenge on this question cannot survive the uh, standard under which the question is reviewed. I, I think the thrust of his argument, or, or the, the, uh, the, the, the primary, the, what his argument boils down to, is that he might have been shooting, he might have shot Shane Webb because of a personal dispute or something unrelated to drug trafficking, but that necessarily also acknowledges the fact that he also might have shot him because of a drug-related drug motive. And the precedent is clear that if there are conflicting hypotheses, then the verdict may not be uh, disturbed. Uh, here, Your Honors, the, uh, the evidence was clear that the, the role of firearms in this drug trafficking conspiracy was very well established, not just to protect uh, drug dealers and their money and their drugs, but also to target rivals of the conspiracy. And this was necessary uh, to increase the standing in the community of the gang, which in turn protected the drug dealers from any sort of uh, harm or, or disrespect on the streets. Uh, 
And so the jury was entitled to infer that uh, Mr. Flax went to the to that restaurant that night uh, looking to, in, to performing his role as a shooter for the gang, which was very well established through the testimony of both cooperators, Mr. Gentle and Mr. Mack. Uh, this is especially true in light of, uh, as your honors have pointed out, and as Judge uh, as Judge uh, Kovas pointed out, uh, his uh, his admission to the officer, the off-duty officer, just hours before that he was looking for the gang's enemies, and it's also true in light of Government Exhibit 29, uh, the video of of the events leading up to and including the shooting, and it shows clearly uh, Mr. Flax engaged in in uh, in an ambush. He's he's out looking for somebody. Uh, this this wasn't just uh, something that got out of hand. This was a these were two disparate groups clearly menacing each other. Uh, Mr. Flax can be seen approaching the back of the restaurant and drawing a pistol out of his pocket. Uh, armed men come spilling out. The other side kind of squares off, and finally, only then does Mr. Flax retreat, and then and then the shots come. Doesn't that feed opposing counsel's argument the fact that these two gangs were menacing each other? And let me let me. Let me clarify, which is to say that suppose this might have arisen out of some beef that one gang had with another, right? So one of one of the I-9 gang members got shot by the opposing gang, and this was purely revenge, 100% revenge for that shooting. That would have nothing to do whatsoever with drug dealing. So, I mean, the fact that they're menacing each other, doesn't that undermine sufficiency of the evidence here? Uh, Your Honor, I, I respectfully disagree. Uh, I, first of all, I, I don't. I think it's clear that that was not what was happening in light of the fact that uh, the the two groups began squaring off only well after Mr. Flax approached in a furtive moments. So I don't believe that that's how it started off. It, it's how it ended up, but it's not how it started off. But even then, Your Honor, um, the cooperators made clear that one of the shooter's role is to retaliate. If 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 one of their side gets hit. The shooter's job is to strike back. And again, Sergeant Tuma's expert testimony at the end of trial uh, drew that nexus clearly that this, this sort of behavior is important for gangs to, uh, to maintain their credibility on the street. And if they lose that credibility, then the entire organization, including the drug trafficking wing, becomes vulnerable. Isn't so the like, implication of this that any time um, you have a gang war and two gangs that, that sell drugs, any shooting that happens in the course of that would necessarily satisfy this crime, that there be sufficient evidence. That worries me a little bit. Maybe maybe we can go there, but isn't that essentially what we're, we'd be saying here? I take your point, Your Honor, and, and I, I share your concern with that. I, I don't mean to suggest by anything I argue that there should be any kind of strict liability <clears throat> here or even a, an automatic uh, uh, establishment of elements. Um, I do think that if, if, an, if an individual is a member of a gang and he discharges, but, he, but that individual is not a part of the drug trafficking and the shooting does not advance the drug trafficking uh, elements uh, or conspiracy within that gang, then he would not be guilty of a 924C violation. But I, I do respectfully submit that that is simply not what we have here. But I do want to be clear, I, I agree with you, and I think that there must be a limiting principle. I, I think that the limiting principle here is that uh, the, the, the nexus was clearly established, that uh, this was Mr. Flax's role within the drug trafficking conspiracy, and his shooting of Shane Webb advanced the conspiracy. 
Okay. I, and uh, Judge Strauss, I, I, uh, I think that your hypothetical really goes to the heart of this, which is that uh, if, um, if Mr. Flax had told that off-duty officer before the shooting, I'm looking for the, the ops uh, because they because they're they're I want to break into the heroin market. Uh, obviously, that would have made the government's job at trial much much easier. It would, it would have been a much simpler way. But of course, uh, that's not uh, the way that drug traffickers talk. It's not the way Mr. Flax talked that night. Uh, but it gets to the point that the jury was entitled to infer that that was his intent from the circumstantial evidence and. Uh, and the direct evidence of, of, of drug trafficking, not only by members of the gang, but by Mr. Flax himself. Both cooperators, uh, Jovan Gentle and Kenneth Mack, uh, testified that uh, Mr. Flax had uh, sold controlled substances. Uh, Mr. Mack, excuse me, Mr. Gentle referred to them as uh, drugs. Uh, he sold that Mr. Flax sold drugs. Uh, he identified specifically working with another co-defendant, Dominic Wright. Uh, and then uh, Kenneth Mack, as Mr. Uh, Oscard uh, mentioned, testified that Mr. Flax sold heroin in, in April of 2017. And your honors, uh, your, your point about the expansive nature, uh, which we argued, of course, in our brief, the expansive nature of the during and in relation to language is important here. Uh, Temporal proximity uh, does not automatically establish nor prohibit uh, a finding of 924C. Obviously, the, the standard, the, the typical case of a 924C, or I guess I would say the more, for lack of a better word, the more mundane circumstances are that a firearm and a drugs are, a firearm and, and drugs are found right next to each other. And the question is whether, uh, to what extent the firearm was used. But just as that temporal and physical proximity does not automatically create a violation of 924C, a lack of physical proximity to the drugs cannot automatically negate it. Uh, as long as the jury found that the, uh, that the, the discharge of the firearm uh, had some purpose or effect or facilitated the drug trafficking conspiracy, then uh, the conviction must stand and uh, clearly, there was sufficient evidence for the for the jury to infer that. Uh, Your honors, uh, I, I, that concludes my my points. Unless you you have any uh, other questions. All right. Apparently not. Thank you very much, Thank counsel. You. Mr. Osgar. Thank you, Your Honor. Just with respect, I wanted to note that. Uh, the evidence concerning his, his uh, Mr. Flax's role as a shooter uh, was not limited to uh, uh, any sort of claim or evidence that his role as a shooter was res was strictly with respect to any drug dealing or drug conspiracy. His, his role in the gang, according to the testimony and the evidence, was that uh, shooters were needed uh, in gangs in order to accomplish all of these other potential 
uh, needs uh, that the gang had for guns and shooting. Uh, for instance, a gang war. Mr. Flax, as somebody who possessed a firearm, might be involved in a gang war. He might be involved in retaliation. He might be involved in um, uh, uh, responding to a, some slight by another gang. His, his involvement um, as a shooter uh, under the evidence uh, that the government presented was very broad, um, not necessarily having to do with drug dealing. Um, and uh, the point is is important that that if if merely enhancing the reputation of the gang for violence is where a gang is involved at least to some extent in, in dealing drugs, if that's sufficient to link the possession or discharge of a firearm um, to the the drug dealing crime, then um, Virtually anyone, any young man walking around uh, the north side of Minneapolis with a firearm, if he happens to belong to a gang, uh, is committing a, a 924C violation. It doesn't take shooting uh, to, to uh, fit the definition or the, 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 uh, the elements of a 924C offense um, based on the testimony that was uh, provided in this, in this trial and the government's argument. Uh, it, it opens up the the use of a 924c charge to all kinds of conduct far beyond what any of the cases talk about in terms of of, of uh, limiting um, the the uh, application of this offense to use and uh, use and carrying in, in uh, relationship to a, a drug trafficking crime um, we were not arguing that there were two alternative um, inferences that the jury could make from the evidence, uh, one of innocence and one of guilt. Our argument is that the jury could not make a reasonable inference of guilt from the evidence. Can I ask one, one follow-up question to this, which is um, one thing that distinguishes this from the, the, the series of questions I asked, even aside from the shooter and the ops point, is that there is evidence um, that Flax was actually selling drugs himself. Maybe not as his main role in the gang, but there was evidence that he was selling drugs. And so doesn't that make this a different case um, and, and lower the concerns about sort of making this a strict liability type offense? Um, no, actually, I think that uh, the, the, the problem presented by that uh, take on it is continues the strict liability issue here because many of these young men in, in these neighborhoods are selling drugs from time to time and possessing guns at the same time or at other times, and that wouldn't necessarily satisfy the use and carry of drug trafficking crime. The fact that he, that he was seen selling drugs several months earlier does not, um, does not lend support to the notion that the, that the shooting in August had anything to do with drug dealing um, or drug proceeds or, or negotiations. Uh, there's too there's too little temporal um, and physical proximity between those two events uh, to satisfy the uh, in relation to um, uh, language of the statute. Um, I, I I have nothing further. All right. Thank you, counsel. Case has been well argued and it is submitted court will render a decision in due course. Thank you, Your Honor.